Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episodes 12 and 13, The Sign, and New Life. Ooh, that season finale time, right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What is happening, Jeff Randall? Sir, we have been at this for five years now. Almost yeah, to the day. It's true. We have. Five how do you, how do you feel years about that? of talking. Five, well, I mean, let's not five get carried away. Straight un un unending That's right. years. Cast without ceasing, the Bible says. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm feeling good about it, man. It's uh you know, it, it feels like it's been forever. It feels like we've talked about literally everything. Yeah. But there's always more to talk about. Yeah, like, I remember when we started this cast thinking, uh, like, how are we going to get that much to talk about? I was like, there's, and I remember when we started, it was just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we were like, yeah, it'll be, we'll, we'll have, like, enough to talk about for at least 22 episodes a year or whatever, like 25, and now we're doing, we're doing, like, I don't know, 100, 150 episodes some years. Uh... And yeah, it's it's been several. Yeah, it's a lot, and I love it. It's so much fun. So thanks for everybody for listening. It's five years. Uh, I guess we probably should mention that on tomorrow's cast because this is an Agents of Shield cast. Not everybody's going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, but still, sure. <laughs> uh, well, the, those those people will listen, watch Agents of Shield. They're the ones who've probably listened to more episodes than anybody. So thanks for being here to celebrate five years with us, guys. I feel like four years was just like a couple weeks ago. It does not yeah. feel like that long ago, but I remember it was last summer, so yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> kind of had to be last summer. Yeah, it did. That's math. <laughs> that's how time works. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what we saw in Endgame, that's how time works. <laughs> Are you saying Back to the Future's bullshit? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Man, we, we're we at 385 listenable episodes, not including this one. Wow. It feels like we just rounded the corner, like... Not that long ago. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, so on this five-year anniversary, we get the the finale, the two-part finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts of this season, man? You know... <clears throat> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert? I, I don't know. I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh, yeah? In the in the season, or in the, the show, like, as a whole, it... it I don't know. It, it's like it feels cheap. I, I'm not sure. Interesting. I didn't feel like this season felt cheap, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean by cheap? I guess. I don't know. Like I, it's like it's almost like they've just given up on on doing new and interesting things. Like yeah, it was cool that Sarge was the thing that we got. You know, a, a different Coulson, but like. It almost feels like that was just a uh, that was just a, a way to shoehorn in Clark Gregg, like they couldn't move on past him, and they didn't want the fans to either. Like, yes, everybody loves Clark Gregg, but Phil Coulson's dead, and yeah. I get like I get bringing in LMD Phil Coulson at the end, which was great. You know, that's a that's a great way to bring him back as as, as an LMD because you've got his brain downloaded for the framework, but having him show up as Sarge the whole time, I never really missed him. Like I never got to miss Clark Gregg. Yeah, it would have been 
the, the, this final season would have been a lot more exciting if we'd had a season without Clark Gregg. And we have, we've had a season without Colson, which, which was, was interesting. And, uh, you know, I, 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 not, not to say I didn't enjoy Clark Gregg's presence. I thought he did a great job, but you're right. We didn't get a chance to miss him. Yep. I do think that, like, this season, I think they were trying, I don't, I wonder if they knew they were getting renewed for a seventh when they wrote this season, because this season does feel like it was trying to be a culmination of things. Yeah, um, you know, I could the, see that. The three monoliths being, you know, present, which we've we've seen those three monoliths were kind of integral to three different seasons. And then you also had Clark Gregg, which was created in sort of the finale of, I think it was last season, or the season before, maybe? Uh, no, it was last season. So... Yeah, and you know, you get Flint showing up, like, you got all this kind of neat stuff from across the seasons. Um, but it's not, I don't know. It's weird. And, and, and then having the Chronicoms turn out to sort of turn on the humans, not that they were ever on the human side, and I think that was kind of the point. Um, I don't know. It, it, it did. It felt a little jumbled. It felt like it, they didn't know what they were doing. It lacked focus, I guess. It felt like they were trying to fit 24 episodes worth of story into 13 episodes without just telling a solid 13 episode story. Maybe. I, I still think that the height of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we've had so far was the season where they took a 22 episode season and chopped it into three pods. Season four. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the best they've done, and I really liked that, and I, I feel like everyone we heard from loved that, and I don't know why they didn't stick with that model. It, it, it's just, it's sort of these bite-sized arcs allow them to focus while allowing them to get a lot of different kinds of stories told. Like, this season felt a little, it was just, the, the Sarge mystery was in the first episode, and we're in episode 13, we're just really fully learning what all that was about, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, so it, it's kind of hard when the whole, when a show like this is all mystery, um, which I feel like this season was, it's kind of hard because you never know what you're rooting for to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kinda, it's like yeah. having, having <laughs> something, I mean, this season had a lot of, a lot, they packed a lot in, but I kind of wish they just focused a few episodes instead of kind of telling everyone's story in every episode. You know, we, we, these are all the discussions we have all the time, that balance between episodic and, um, overarching. And the thing about having shorter pods like they did with that one season, those shorter arcs uh, with season four was they got to, it, it was it was fo- it was a focused story because it was focused for seven episodes on one thing and then they'd move on to a new thing you know and then yep. the end of that season season four they like combined all three stories into one for the big finale which was which was neat uh, this this one they they did that but it was all it was all overlapping and overarching and things kind of leading into one another and it just kind of, like I said, just lacks focus. It lacks focus. But, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I really loved all the Deke Shaw stuff. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot that that was likable about it. Like, the Sarge thing would have been awesome next season, you know? Yeah. Or just hold off and make the LMD. Like, they could have had this guy who is Coulson. And, I mean, it gave them a moral dilemma. It was honestly it's just tragedy, though. Like, I really hate that May died 
the way she did. Because it ends up she died because she was wrong. She yeah. died because she trusted a man with Coulson's face who wasn't Coulson. And that, to me, that's super tragic. Yeah, yeah. Because May May was May was our stoic warrior woman, you know, that makes the hard calls. This is the woman. It, it actually really, now that I'm really thinking about it, really pisses me off. If and I'm guessing <laughs> she's really dead because her arc, her entire arc, is that she um, d- she can do the things that no one else can do. Um, yeah. What did they call her uh, in the very first season? The Calvary. The Calvary, yeah. Because she went in Bahrain. Where was it? Bahrain? What? It was in Bahrain. Yep. Yeah. In Bahrain, they call her the Calvary. And then we find out what that is in like season two, maybe. And it turns out it's that she went in and did what no one else could do, which was murder a child. It was actually season three is when that happened. Okay. Well, well that's that's when we find that out. But that that's her. So her entire arc was... Uh, when she she's able to close her heart off to get the hard shit done. Yep. And then it ended with her opening her heart to Coulson so much that she opened it too much and believed this was Coulson, and it ended up getting her killed. And that's really tragic to me. I really don't like that as an arc for a hero for our hero. Like that's a really bad arc for May. Good thing she's in cryostasis. Is she? Yeah, they put her in the. Yeah, when uh, when what is God? What is her name? Gemma Simmons. Jesus. When Gemma Simmons showed up at the end of the episode, she like had the 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 time agency, <laughs> the agents of time shield, oh. whatever. And oh, she had you're, the. Uh, you're, for some reason, I'm thinking that was Yo Yo that got put into cryostasis. But no, I guess you're right. Okay. Yeah, no, Yo-Yo just got better. Well, I guess then if it, as a as a stop on her arc, that's not so bad. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking May was dead. I guess I just blanked out at the end. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right, sir. But <clears throat> I don't. I don't want to be a downer about this episode. You know, or not episode. This whole season. Sure. You know, I, you know we never we never want to be downers for downers' sake, but. It, it it just felt a little unfocused, and I, we can go on from that and say, and say what we did like about this episode. I, there's a lot to there's a lot good to say. Yeah, um, I think that that Deke Shaw running around with the jump drive on his back oh, the yeah. whole time, looking like looking like a little kid running around with a huge backpack on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and him just deciding to be a hero was super fun. Yeah, what do I gotta I, do to get a little respect around here? And then he just jump drives out of there. Yep. That was really great. Really and then, wonderful. Like, everybody in his company is just like applauding him. Like, yeah, he's doing a great thing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I really, like I said, love all the Deke Shaw stuff. Um, I got to say, I, I really like to see Flint again. He was great. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I like that he's still around, you know? And there's that, there's that discussion of like, is he even real? Like, it, yes, he got a body and it's him for the most part. You know, it's, it looks like it's his memories and everything, but is it actually him? Yeah. And, and is it, is that being that got created, is he worth saving? Like, does he count? You know, does he count as a real person? And Daisy's just like, no, this isn't a real person. And 
you know, she's having that discussion with Mac and Yo-Yo, and Mac and Yo-Yo are like, you know, this is our mind baby. You can't take him away. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. They're going to have like, And I, th- I think that could be really nice for Mac, having lost his daughter. Oh, yeah, in the um, framework? That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking of, too. Well, even, and before the framework. I mean, he lost his daughter in real life. And so that's been his thing the whole time, is he's this childless father figure that has been missing his child and now he's created a new child out of <laughs> out of uh you know out of his mind fear. powers out of fear yeah i guess out of fear uh but and and i loved when he called him pebbles it was very touching i don't know why yeah yep i, really I mean I, he's got you know he's got a great nickname for everybody yeah so he, when he saw fitz the first time he called him turbo I was like, oh, I remember why he yeah. calls him that. Yeah. Again, not to be super negative, uh, I keep thinking about things that I, you know, didn't particularly like. Another thing is, like, Yo-Yo, again, can't stop a bat, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't understand why she can't, like, speed her robot arms over to the bat and rip it in half or whatever. Like, physically confine it with her robot arms. Like a yeah. like a lightning bug. I don't I don't understand why I don't understand why these bats are elusive to yo yo. Uh, another thing that really bothered me this episode. <laughs> Tell me more about what you didn't like. Izel, Izel's been a pretty interesting, like well acted character up till now. Like I've enjoyed the performance and her as a character has just been nice. Like she was like friendly in the beginning and then you find out she's friendly, but crazy and that she has her own agenda and all that. It was nice. And uh, then her agenda is like batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh. But this episode, this episode overacting all over the place. Yep. It was real bad. When she walked outside and told the bats to go. F- She's like, "Go find me an army." She like and yells, she throws it. her hands up. It was like straight up out of Wizard of Oz. Get them, yep. my pretties! Like it was just yep. really, really overacted. Like it would have been. Um, I don't know. I and I can't blame the actress. It's, I mean, I'm sure the director could have reined her in if that wasn't what he wanted. As he might have told her to go that big. I don't know. It was just real stupid to me. <laughs> and not natural. Like it could have been a really cool moment, her going out and almost like whispering to her, like "Go find me an army," and then they go, Woof! you know, like that could have been badass and like effective. And instead, it felt like the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I hate to say it, but that's it did. that's exactly it. Yeah, like when she put her arms up when she did that when she said that, like. My my knee jerk reaction was like that seems very out of character. Yeah, to be it, that big and open about anything. And with the gold dress she's wearing this episode, it felt very much like a Power Rangers villain. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know, man. She was she was wearing like a like a what looked like a mechanic's jumpsuit throughout the entire season because she's been on that spaceship and uh, now she's. I, I'm sure it's like ceremonial robes. Like it's explainable away from a. Uh, technical perspective but like i just really wanted more, more nuance to izel she she is not she and and she, i feel like she was pretty nuanced up till now and and they could have easily like given her a little bit of empathy or, or given her given us an empathetic look at her when she 
um, when she's trying to save her people, because that's what she's trying to do. But instead, she came off just as a straight-up mustache twirler who, somewhere between a Power Rangers villain and the Wicked Witch of the West. And I just, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. She took off her uh, her mechanics jumpsuit to reveal a dress of ceremonial nature that is also immune to being wrinkled and is mm-hmm. not hot in the slightest, never makes her sweat. Come on, man. That's some space-age fabric. That's space-age shit right there. And it hides a short sword <laughs> that also phases with her. Yeah. Well, you know, her clothes always phased with her. I'm assuming she has the ability to phase things she's touching. Um, mm. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It, 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 <laughs> this was not... The, the, I like... I love where they left it. They... they the yeah, like going back into the past great. and seeing the beginning of the Empire State Building, like that's going to be yeah. really cool. Like Agents of Shield in the past is going to be amazing because there's some really great things that they'll be able to touch on, especially in the history of Shield. Like they're going to be able to work with Peggy Carter. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, and I would love that. I would love that if they did a jump next season where we got to actually see the sort of a resolution to the agent Carter series. That would be, I would love that. But right now they're like pre world war one. I mean, pre world war two. I mean, yeah, they're pre world war two, but she was around and helping the the government at the time. Mm, Barely. I mean, she, she was, you know, probably in her mid to early twenties in the first Avenger, which is like middle of world war two. So if they're in the thirties, which I think is what they said, She's like a teenager at this point. So I don't think we're going to get Peggy Carter at this point. But what I do think will happen is – so we don't know what the plan is. Um, but this is this is all I want to talk about. So all the stuff that's bad, like I I, I feel like the whole strike storyline really ended up being a dud. And I, and I was – all it was a mystery box. It was a freaking J.J. Abrams mystery box that led nowhere. Um, and I don't like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> it led to an unsatisfying end. Um, it, those of you who haven't heard of mystery, have you heard of mystery boxes? No, I don't know what you, what you mean. JJ Abrams a couple years ago gave a talk. Uh, it was when lost was super popular. He gave a talk about, it's like a Ted talk or something like it. And he's on stage giving a talk about what he calls mystery boxes. And he talks about his writing style is about mystery boxes. And the thing that draws us into the story is there's got to be something we don't know. some mystery that we want to solve that we're, that keeps us driving forward. You know, uh, the problem is he makes a lot of shows that are all mystery boxes that never have payoff. And so <laughs> like this felt like that, this, this whole season was like, who is Sarge? Who is Izel? What is what are their missions? And then they end up, you know, they did resolve it in this case, but it was just really unsatisfying. I, when, when you build the mystery box on mystery box on mystery box, you have to have an ending in mind that is going to blow you away. The, 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 the mystery has to be worth all of that or it feels empty at the end, which is what happened with Lost and what it went on to happen with other shows that he was a part of. And it's just it, – there, there's just Speak. It's a YouTube video. You can find it. If you Google J.J. Abrams and mystery boxes. All right. It's really – it's an interesting thing because basically it's him saying how he does his thing and everyone is like, no, stop doing that thing. 
Like, that's how you get people to continue watching something. It's not how you make a good piece of art. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so... Anyway, so now the team is in 1930. They're in 1930. But here, what, what excites me about this is, first of all, Time Shield. Uh, yes. That's awesome. That is amazing. Because time travel stories are literally your favorite thing ever. Yeah, they are. They're my favorite thing. So we get, we get a time travel story. Totally on board. Uh, I'm one. I, my initial thought is, oh, they're going to be in the 30s, and they needed Coulson to go back in time because he has all the. He's this history buff and this hero buff. You know, like he's going to go through and do all the stuff. He's going to know all the information, which is why they brought Coulson LMD back. Uh, but. I don't think they're going to stay in the 30s, right? Because he's an expert of, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. and the heroes, starting with Captain America, who's in 42 or whatever. 44, maybe? I don't know. Um, anyway, so I think they're going to be jumping through time next season. I would say that it is very likely that they could be, because they they, they modified the jump drive mm-hmm. to be able to jump them through time. And they've got... Fitz sitting in a room somewhere, he sees the plan, they don't. So he knows what he's got to send them to, and they don't know. So at least that's what I'm thinking they're doing. So something about paradoxes or some something about Fitz if he tells them. So just like, you know, um, Dr. Strange said, if I tell you what happens, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I think that... Fitz has got to be that guy. He's got to be their Doctor Strange. He's the mastermind sitting outside of time somewhere telling them what to do, you know? And Simmons said that she doesn't know where Fitz is. She can't know. Yeah. Yep. And then just before that, (laughs) Enoch said that you have to alter the course of your lives. (laughs) And they're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, yeah, we'll do it. We, we're, sure. we're used to that. Yeah, right? So funny. That was a really funny moment. And <laughs> we keep saying, like, stop messing with them. Like, they're our couple. They're our shield couple. Leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Let them just be. Why can't you let them be happy? Right? Let them be happy together. Come on. Yep. Anyway, so so what thirty shields say looks like every, pretty much everybody's going to be sticking around, including it looks like Flint is going to be somewhere with one of the two teams. Um, yeah, he's with Piper in the present. Well, well that's the last time we saw him, but yeah. it's very possible that. Uh, wherever Fitz and Simmons went off to, they collected the team before they left, or it's possible he's with Fitz wherever he is, or Piper and him might be with Fitz. They could all be sitting in the present in some sort of, uh, you know, time protection bubble that won't allow them to be erased or something. Oh man, that reminds me of, um, uh, uh, uh Star Trek first contact. When they yeah. were protected, like at the very beginning, when they were protected by the uh, the temporal wake. Yes. I'm really upset that you came up with temporal wake before I did. I'm sorry. I just watched it this past week. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't feel so bad. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, they were protected by the temporal, oh, the, the bubble, the, the time bubble. What was it? The time bubble. Oh, the temporal wake. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Good times. Good times. <laughs> good times. That's that. I really love that movie. It's a great movie. Yep. It's such a great movie that I had to find where I could uh, where I could stream it this weekend, just so that I could show one of the kiddos something. I don't remember what point I was trying to make with it, but we watched the entire movie just so I could make a point. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I think I think what I don't like about this season and correct me if I'm wrong. I think what bothers me is they made all the wrong decisions and they won just by battling them better. Yeah. Like in previous seasons, when someone has the drop on them, like Nega Coulson clearly did, uh, You'd find out that because it's always Colson. Colson's always the man with the plan, right? And yep. it, it would have been nice if Mac had had some sort of like after May is stabbed or whatever. Mac had had some sort of contingency in place to stop them or something. You know, like it just felt like they basically got beaten and then they won through pure. Uh, they're just good fighters. Especially May. May ends up on the other side of the portal with a sword in her gut and then she gets up and <laughs> kills the kills the high priests or whatever. Which was amazing, by the way. That was probably my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> we she didn't just, even get to see it happen though. Yeah, she just well, kind of walks up on him and then you see three rocks come through the portal. Yeah, which was so badass though. That is so yeah. that is so May. Yeah. Like to just like she just, you just see her getting up. I wish we'd seen her pull the sword out of her own gut. Like that, that would that would have been. There, there's did. a there's one of my favorite moments. Uh, you ever watch the show Twenty Four much? Not really. One of my favorite moments is when uh, an enemy throws a knife and hits Jack Bauer with it. Yeah. Um, and then Jack Bauer pulls the knife out of himself and proceeds to kill like four men with it. And oh, I was Jesus. like, you don't throw a knife at Jack Bauer. You're just giving him a weapon. This is all you're doing. And this this reminded me of that, like, May has been run through, you know. And then she takes that sword out of her own gut and just kills the bad guys, you know. Yep. I liked yep. that a lot. Yep, yep. That was, um, that was fun. I, you know, you mentioned that Mac didn't have a plan and... It reminds me of the line that he said where he was getting up. He's like, I've been through enough of these to where I know we always win. It's like, no, Mac, that's not it. It's not that we always yeah. win because we're good guys. It's we always win because Colson had a freaking plan. Yeah. I'm pretty disappointed in him as a director, honestly. He he left the team when they needed him just so that he could uh, protect his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, uh, which was you know, not great. The- the plan that he said that he had there is that at least one of them would always be awake. Yeah, but then he admitted that wasn't really why he did it. He was like, it wasn't yeah, tactical. That at least was a decent plan, though, like to yeah, you know, have record of what's going on. Yeah, Keep and I kind of wish it. he hadn't taken that back. And he didn't take it back fully, but he he admitted that it was really because he wanted to protect her, which is both like insulting to her as a super. And then it's um, it's frustrating that he made such a decision as the director, you know? Yep. yep. I don't know, man. And, and then I feel like this Chromicon thing was just like 
super thrown in last minute, you know? Yeah. All of it felt like an afterthought. All of the Chronicom stuff. When it came back, like when at the end of what, uh, what was it, like episode 10 or something like that, 10 or 11? Yeah. Uh, when they when they had the, the Chronicom start, I was like, why did, or when they had him coming back and the hunter guy took over, I was like, I didn't need any of that. Like I was, I was so done with all of the Chronicoms just in general. Yeah. And there was, pl- they had, they had plenty of problems with having to deal with the Chronicoms and it didn't feel emotionally satisfying because it suddenly was just a distraction from the story. It, like, like I said, we've had this mystery box going on for 13 episodes where we want to know what's going on. And then we finally find out and the final battle gets there. And then they throw another final battle that we weren't expecting on top of the other final battle. Like I was just like, this, this is the, this is very much lacking focus. <laughs> yep. Uh, it had its moments. It had its good moments. And this season <laughs> overall, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the character of Sarge. Um, although, like you said, would have been nice to have a chance to miss Clark Gregg. Really would have. Cause this, that, that final scene would have been so impactful if Clark Gregg, like, we hadn't seen him in a full season. They've been grieving his loss. And then he says, Hey guys, like, I, it would have been amazing. Yep. Especially with, with Simmons saying, I just, I really miss him. And then activating him, yeah. And Daisy's reaction where she slams the button, like yeah, that would be so so heavy, so emotionally impactful if we had not seen Clark Gregg the entire season. Yeah, it really would have been. Um, I, 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 I hate that. I'm sure it was like contractual, and you can't just have an actor. I mean, you can like the actor can agree to it, but like you can't. And most of the time, if you want an actor to stay on a show, you've got to keep them working. <laughs> you know, you can't just like be like, "Hey, wait a year, and we'll bring you back." Um, <laughs> most of the time, it requires like all, all kinds of new contract negotiations and stuff. Um, or they could have never had him turn good toward the end because it felt like we had Coulson back for the last four episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. When when Sarge becomes Sarge, like if he had just been all along on Izel's team or something like that, like where where we just he's the bad guy. He's just the big bad of the season and we're just, you know, we're having to deal with the the grief while having to deal with that guy's face running around. That would've been one thing, but for about 4 episodes it felt like we were getting him back in a different form, so it did not if it, this is like the worst case of what Marvel does with not letting characters die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Clark Gregg died in Avengers. Then he died again on agents of shield of the same wound. Then he came back as Sarge and was killed. And now he's back as an LMD and it's just like, goodness, just let him go. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough from a storytelling perspective. The the stakes do not feel high when Clark Gregg keeps just returning. Um, and, and he's not going to be him next season exactly, but he's going to be a lot more like himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to have all of his memories, and he's been briefed on everything that's happened. So it's effectively like this LMD has never not been Coulson. Right. Mm. All right. 
So I guess this next season is about them going through time, setting themselves up to beat the Chronicoms in the future. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> is it um, Terminator? Are they doing Terminator? They're kind of doing Terminator. They're kind of doing Terminator. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's about all I have to say about this. You want to get some feedback? We got a few things people wrote in. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Shahara McKissick, I think is how you pronounce that name. Say, hey guys, new listener. I really enjoyed the podcast. Dying to hear what you guys think of the latest Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Daisy killing Sarge to get him to say what he truly is. Like, whoa! I, I feel like that was uh, that was almost cathartic for her to to like have to fight through all of the emotional pain of seeing that guy's face and and having him not be Coulson, like, for her to just be able to kill him, <laughs> you know? Just, like, immediately break his neck and and him come back and her not feel bad about it. Like, that, that had to be... That had to feel good, you know, at the very least. I don't know. I felt like it was her sort of sacrificing because... She doesn't want to kill Coulson, and she feels like it's Coulson in forever, and she's having to murder her mentor over and over. You know what I mean? I don't know. It could have been. I mean, there was that uh, there was that little bit in the was it episode twelve where uh, she and May are like, "Oh, that was that was Coulson. He's he's got Coulson coming back. He had that same twinkle in his eye. He landed a joke." Yeah, and. Yeah, that's the thing. They all got they all got fooled, and I, I, yep. I like my heroes to like kind of get over on the villain. You know, like that's I like my heroes to be sort of smart, and th- this <laughs> at least a little bit. This didn't turn out that way. You know, Coulson was always the leader that like. Yeah, there's so many examples, especially in the first few seasons. That, that it was just he's the he's the ultra spy. You know, he he would uh, get over on the enemy by outsmarting them or out tricking them. And this episode, uh, they just battled to the death better than the Shrike did, or whatever. <laughs> Izel and her people. And the zombies. And the zombies. <sighs> it, was, it was fun to have zombies, I guess. Uh, no. What was fun about the zombies uh, was Deke Shaw not knowing that there are Resident Evil video games. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very funny. And he's like, there could be dog zombies and... <laughs> Fast zombies and slow zombies. That <laughs> was good. That was good. <laughs> Sorry. And then Simmons being like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. I had an yeah, idea sure. for a story this week. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I had this idea. And it's not like fully not been done before, but I, it was, I, I thought it was pretty original. Um, and I've been working on it. And then I watched the new Amazon series, The Boys, and it really took a bunch of the ideas I had and like ran with them. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Like my idea is not exactly the same, but like a lot of the innovative stuff I was thinking I was coming up with is, is in The Boys. It's <laughs> like, oh well. Hmm. It's funny. 
I'm going to have to watch that series. I hear a lot of people talking a lot of good about it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, we'll probably have it in the feedback next week uh, because we didn't we haven't rounded up feedback in the last couple of days uh, except for the shield stuff. But someone wrote in saying it it, it rivals Daredevil for best um, comic book series. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. That's pretty big words right there. Wow, that yeah, that's you, you're talking a lot. I think you, they're you're right. Real big. I there. think they're right. It's it's uh, it's less traditional than uh, Daredevil. Less traditional, good and bad sort of situation. But uh, from quality of show, superhero for a superhero comic series, quality of show, I think it is uh, pretty amazing. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. We had Andre Sparks write in and say, Questions. Are they in the future? Where's Flint? Piper? Fitz? Why is the Empire State Building taller? Did the Hunters take over? And why did they take pieces of monoliths? WTF? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yes, uh, Andre. I think you were a little confused. They are in the past. I think they took a piece of the monolith probably to use... uh, They took a piece of the time monolith. I'm assuming they used it to augment the jump drive so they could do do time travel. And we don't know what their plan is, but it seems like Fitz is somehow masterminding it, but he can't fully communicate with Gemma. And so he's communicating only what he needs to, to have them go back in time and do some fancy, fancy things to uh, probably help them prepare for the battle with the Chromacons. I guess, which I really kind of hope that's not the whole last season, them just preparing for the battle with the Chromacons, because I don't feel that invested in their battle with the Chromacons. And now that you mention it, that very much is Terminator. Um, yeah, this is absolutely Terminator. I was, I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's Terminator because it's a time travel, but nope, it's also time travel to try to avoid a future where the Robots machines are, have taken over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. That, that's, ter- that's Terminator. <laughs> Um, what does Andy Jesso have to say? I'm glad you came around. <laughs> I mean, I was on board from the beginning. I just didn't realize how deep that went. Yeah, no, I meant every bit of I'm it. I'm down the rabbit hole with you now. Yep, I'm, I'm there. Welcome to my web. Uh, Andy Jesso says, hi guys, I was uh, not expecting this episode to go the way that it did. Spoiler alert for the sixth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was really thinking that this episode would end with the snap. I really think that we are now in a separate universe, but I do have a theory about how they could do it in Season 7, although I think it's highly unlikely. We still don't know if Fitz and the rest of the team have traveled to the 1920s with Daisy, Mac, and Simmons. Uh, Maybe they still have some sort of contact with the team in the future. Deke or Fitz could talk about how people are turning to dust or something, and then maybe like half the season is about trying to get Daisy and Mac and Simmons back to our time. Uh, the second could be them trying to live in a world where half the universe is dead. I'm shocked that Sarge killed May. I kind of hope that she stays dead, uh, as it will add some more emotional weight for the final season. I really don't like that they made an LMD for Coulson. I feel like Clark Gregg is sort of a safety net. But don't get me wrong, I love the character so much. I just feel like they should let him stay dead. My favorite moment from the episode was when Deke set up shop in the weapons lab at the lighthouse. Keep up the great show, guys. Sorry for the long email, Drew. Oh man, that was that was a great email. Uh, yeah, I, we 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 agree with you on all those points. Basically, we've talked about most of them. Um, I agree. My that's also probably my favorite moment from the episode. Uh, well, with the exception of May killing the guys off screen, that was pretty fun too. But uh, the 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 weapons lab 
being in their base was pretty great. <laughs> Whatever Nana and Bobo want, <laughs> obviously it comes through me first, but do what they say. <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that is about all we got for today. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU uh, to leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll be back uh, with another episode very shortly in your feed. We're going to be ranking all of the MCU movies now that Phase 3 is over. We're going to rank the Infinity Saga. Get ready. Peace. Until next time, true believers.